0: Welcome to Undefeated, the podcast. I'm Bria. Every athlete has a unique story. And when we share our stories, we create opportunities for others to receive hope, courage, and understanding for their own journey. Your chance to get inspired starts now. Today's guest is Julian Buscher, a German professional soccer player who plays for the Canadian Club Calvary FC. He was a division one athlete for Syracuse University where he won many awards and has achieved countless accomplishments. A very talented guy, let's welcome Julian. If you could have one wish come true what would it be? Um,
1: Having my family living in America. Oh that's nice.
0: Yeah so they're back in Germany right now.
1: Yeah my family is still in Germany and um, I like the country. I like it a lot here. It gave me a lot of opportunities. I spent the most important years here from twenty to twenty five. So all all the good friends I can remember I have here but the people that I really love deep in my heart they're in Germany, so it's always difficult to find the balance and I have to figure out for myself if I wanna go back or stay there actually.
0: Wow. And so I mean how do you feel being so far away from home?
1: Um it's uh, you see it with both sides the one side is you're, you're kind of sad and, but on the flip side you use it as motivation because you're far away from home so you better do it right when you're already far away from your family you kind of have a responsibility towards them where you have to go for it and do it how they would like you to do it because I feel like when you're around your family you spend a lot of quality time but and they support you but you need to go a little way to actually follow your goals because home is where you're very comfort and in your comfort zone and do things that are fun and people take care of you but what I learned is leaving home uh, no one put a hand over me so I was on myself and if I comes with simple things if I don't clean up, I don't clean up If and it's different at home when the mother is taking care of you and it's, it comes from those simple things and it goes all the way to doing the things right in your daily routines in the gym, working, schoolwork, or whatever it is. All those things you got to do by yourself. And yeah, I think those are the the difficult aspects, but it's also a very good motivation um, to keep this in front of me and keeps me going.
0: Very nice. Was there ever a time when you doubted your decision because maybe you kind of started feeling lonely, you know, not having your family here and, you know, just being in such an unfamiliar place? Yeah, I mean, coming over
1: to a country where I didn't understand the language. Uh, coming to New York in January, it's obviously not the best time. It's very cold in upstate New York as well, so um, very snowy. So there, there were many times where I was alone a lot. But um, I don't, I didn't regret it. It was difficult in the beginning for sure, but I, I got fortunate that I, I came over through a sport, so I came into a group of guys who helped me and wanted me to be integrated in something and um, I think that would be a lot harder for someone who comes over and uh, has to figure it out by himself but I automatically got friends through this and I got into a different family and they took care of me. So I never regret my decision coming over, um, I'm really happy about the decision, it made me a better person and uh, the the guy who I am today.
0: That's great. I think that's the really good thing about joining a sport when you're entering into like a school or a program is like you get to like, you know, kind of get acclimated with that new team. You know, you're not just like other students who aren't a part of groups and they kind of have to like do it on their own. They're like,
1: exactly. I mean, for all the other students, they come into college and they have to find their groups. Right. And that's why sororities and fraternities are so big in, in many schools or in the States in general, because, they want to be be part of something, and um, I mean, sometimes from someone from the outside makes fun of it. But I kinda can relate because at the end of the day, um, if you can't share experience, if you just enjoy something by yourself, it's not it's not fun. And you can do the greatest things in the world if you can't tell the story to someone. Um, it's probably half as cool if you can't experience it with someone else. So, therefore, um, I got fortunate to come into a group like that with guys that were on the same mission and um, they followed the dream of achieving something in the sport and got lucky there.
0: I definitely agree with that. So what age were you exactly when you came to play for Syracuse? Were you older um, or younger than most of your teammates?
1: Um, I came over as a pretty old freshman. I turned 21 in my freshman year. Usually you come over with 18 as a freshman, right? So... (laughs) <laughs> on the i wow. mean i was 20 i was 21 already which was sometimes uh, especially in syracuse a fun time
0: yeah very fun <laughs> yeah. oh so you were lucky you're like 20 a 21 year old freshman that's pretty that's yeah, pretty exactly. nice
1: i mean i came from a, I came from a country where drinking you're allowed lot with 18 already so um for me not nothing changed there but I was never big on drinking in general, but it it helped me a lot. Just getting, being accepted, getting into clubs, but also the teammates. I was hanging out with the most were all the guys were the seniors. And then after my first year, I had to realize all the seniors are going to leave, and then you have to be a, you're going to hang out with the um, with the juniors after that year, and then after that year, you were hanging out with the seniors and juniors, and then you're still the oldest, and then the <laughs> next class comes up, and you. <laughs> You're already just going down, going down, and then, but luckily, or, or not luck, like, yeah, luckily I got drafted, you know, wow. and uh, and left school after two years and went pro. Wow!
0: So, what was the process like? Um, adjusting to the new environment environment in general, um, as far as like uh, weather. You said it was really cold in upstate New York, obviously. Um, but... I mean... When you think about America,
1: it's, it's not the first thing you think about how cold it could be over there. You think how great and how many opportunities you have there in the country in general. And then I get to New York and I had to realize I thought Germany is cold and New York. I will say New York is a lot colder in the winter, but um, it changed around quickly. And luckily we had good facilities and Syracuse where we could train inside, so that was not the problem. But um, I just I think the biggest problem for me there was just not expecting the cold there. Especially when you're looking back now, um, I still don't think about America as a cold place because I've been in LA the last year and um can <laughs> I don't even remember the snow really when I when you live out oh here. Yeah.
0: yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's very beautiful in California, so or LA. Um, but much yeah. hotter than Syracuse of course.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, much much harder to live in LA than Syracuse. I mean, very good, very great here, but unfortunately not the greatest place right now currently with the fire situation.
0: Oh, That's... yeah. Oh, do you have any family out there or friends or anything?
1: Um, I mean, luckily everybody is safe from the people I know, but also some people were involved that they were losing their, their home, so it was not not a good, good scenario, but as long as everybody is safe and the families are good, then... I'm happy you know.
0: Yeah for sure. Um, when you came here from Germany uh, what did you think of the accents? Were the accents of your teammates different to you and uh, were they kind of commenting on your accent or how did that go? Um,
1: I mean the people in general usually love the accent over there and it's uh, it's kind of icebreaker and opens the door for a lot of things as well right when you, when you sit somewhere and you just start talking yeah, and then they realize, oh, you're not from this country. Where are you from? And then you tell them Germany, and they usually, oh, Germany. I like Germany. I usually heard good things about it. Besides, long time ago with the Holocaust, it was obviously not that great. But no. usually the people in the United States like German people because they, I guess they're somewhat similar. And I have had experience on the flip side when my dad came over to the states it was like, oh, I, I could imagine living here because it's very similar to Germany as well, very yeah, very um, strong, powerful countries. They are very far advanced in technology, um, relatively open-minded, and um, you I think what I like the most about the States compared to Germany is that actually people who have dreams, um, they are allowed to have dreams, and they follow their dreams, and there's a certain percentage of people that that are on the high five percent who dream and really go after it. I think that mentality, if if an American has an has a goal in mind, they really follow through. And this is something um, in Germany is a little bit different, where everybody is very um, stable and safe, but they don't really reach the top. They also don't reach the bottom. So, I think that's the, one of the biggest difference I could experience. But for someone who Tries to reach their own goals or tries to achieve things. America is a very good country there.
0: What things did you find significantly different um, when it came to like school and classes at SU compared to what you were familiar with at home? Um,
1: the thing is, in college in America, the you when the tutor realizes you try to work hard and you try to achieve something they try to help you somehow to make it through, like if you're not, if you're really trying and showing them you're trying and you try to manage it somehow, they communicate with you and in Germany it's like that, you have 200 people listening to the the lectures, to the instructor and after that he leaves and if you come and if you're there, it doesn't matter, you know, like if you appear or not, no one cares, it's all about having a test in four months. You um, pass the test, you you get your degree after a while, and if you don't, then you got to do it again, and you have one try it and do it again. and If you don't make it, you don't make it, and then there's no one asking you how can I help you, how can I assist. And I think the great part about the the system in the states or what I experienced is that there's some sort of help that they try to get you into the lectures you have. You get 10% of your grade for attendance or something um you can somewhat communicate to tutors sometimes more sometimes less but i think when you actually try there then there's a lot of help coming towards your direction or you can go to the economic department and ask for help and um that's something in college i was missing in germany and um i think that was one of the better better parts of and made it a lot easier for me
0: nice and what about training and competition
1: um, I mean, what you guys are is you guys are very competitive. Huh? Um, <laughs> you guys can't lose. Um, you guys always want to be the fastest. You want to jump the highest. You want to bench press the most. Yeah. Um, it's always you guys are the strongest. And um, yeah, uh, the stereotype is uh, somewhat true. When you say ask someone in America what's the best country in the world, they'd obviously tell you America, even though they haven't seen a different country. But uh, <laughs> there's a truth to it because you guys always want to win, you know, in every competition. And I think um, that was something I uh, had to learn as well and take some positives off because sometimes um, there maybe it's not 100% for me. Uh, Some days I only can reach 85 and be okay with it. And I think the mentality in the States is that you're not okay with it. And if you can't bring 100%, of what you're capable of, then at least bring 100% effort, and um, that was great in the competition and realizing it. I mean, for an example, I came over to the States, and the first thing we did as a group is testing. So before you do everything else in the sport, even playing the sport, you do testing instead of actually playing the sport. Testing is more important, I feel mm-hmm. like, sometimes than doing the sport. But we did testing, and um, we had to do pull-ups, and I come from Germany and we play soccer and I know how to play soccer and playing soccer is with my feet in a ball, but nothing with um, <laughs> nothing with strength and strength they much or they crazy and I had to do a pull-up and the whole and the whole team was in front of me look, looking around. I was there, couldn't really speak English, and I tried to do a pull-up and I can't even. I try to go up. I <laughs> I put all my energy to it. Never did a pull-up before. I couldn't even do one at that time. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, and pull-ups I had whole are difficult. I had
1: the whole team around me. I had the whole team around me. Couldn't do one pull-up. I was kind of embarrassed. <laughs> Fortunately, it's, diff- it's different right now, um, because I took that that side with me. I didn't do that much strength training over here in Germany, still, um, which helped me being an athlete, right? And um, I think. That's something in college is even crazier than all even in, on the professional level because in college it's train, train, train to get better and they monitor you a little bit more even in the professional level. So um, even in college it was insane having 6am workouts before class, then you go to class, then you have another session, then you go to to another class, then you have a, a tutor helping you and then you might have another video session or so um i think how much you invest in your sport in college and in yourself um you do nowhere else
0: very nice what was uh some of the more difficult things you had trouble adjusting to as a student athlete at syracuse um i think
1: obviously the language was very difficult in the beginning um that was something i had to adjust to i had to be open to the culture but I really get lucky that I get into a situation with a sport that I came over there and they helped me. So um, everything I had to adjust to, they helped me. Mm-hmm. So they are, therefore, I have to give them, or I have to be really thankful for that they helped me that much. What I, what I can say though on the flip side is the decision I made, or no one was there helping me with the decision I made, I did in the past. So what that means is leaving leaving college after two years going pro, um, maybe making different decisions, um, going out partying, um, studying for lectures, all all kinds of decisions. There was no one really like looking after me, and I had to figure out what what's right or wrong for myself, which was good in that case that I matured a lot. But obviously, when you have no mentor really in that case. Um, it's more difficult, and I found that for myself in life in general, very helpful having someone uh, maybe a little bit older, doesn't need to be your parents or whoever, who's just, like, kind of can relate to you and then maybe see you from a bird perspective and being above and telling you what you do in the moment, right or wrong. And I didn't have that in Syracuse, so that was kind of something I was missing a little bit.
0: Wow. So can you talk to me a little bit more about your – um your transition from leaving college and going pro?
1: Um, yeah, for sure. Um, it all started with seeing Alex Bono, who is the goalkeeper at Toronto FC right now, leaving college. And he was in Syracuse, and he was the first guy. Um, when I came to the airport in Syracuse, he was the guy picking me up and helping me out. So, um, And then I saw him after the first year leaving, going pro, and doing so well, and I was like, oh, I didn't even know that this is really existing. I heard about going from college to the pro level in America as the normal process, and especially in different sports, like basketball or football, um, but it's not that popular in, in soccer, especially usually in, in different systems, you have to be already with 18, 19 years old, you have to be a talent and you have to make it pro, otherwise you're too old. But there was a way it opened up in America that you are, okay, I can even turn pro with 22. This is amazing. Um, then I saw it. Then there was the goal to just focusing on. Um, as I said, you guys have the mindset to focusing on goals and setting up those those achievements. So that was my thing every day. I pushed through and today hey, I want to achieve that too. I want to achieve that too. And then we reached the final floor in 2016 with the team. Um, Then there is a Generation Adidas list, which means just some guys, the league is interesting to get out of college early, like in other sports, it's more normal, but in soccer, since they don't pay the amount of money like in different sports, um, they make it a little bit more of a bigger deal, since those guys have to be taken care of, since they might not uh, finish college right away. So um, I was on that list, and then those discussions got started and I was sitting at home in Germany because it was winter time after college you go home normal process for me it's a longer flight I fly home 10 hours and then I have to discuss all those things with my parents but at the end of the day my parents had no clue what college is what what you can achieve there what you can do and um, that you even can turn pro so I basically discussed all those things with someone who had no idea they were just listening to me and I kind of gave them my answers. Um, which get difficult, but obviously they're my parents and tell, tell me, hey, do what makes you happy. You already did well in America, do what makes you happy and go after your dream. And so um, so then I decided to go to the draft, um, the contract was negotiated before and then you just go there and hope someone picks you up and then I got luckily that DC United picked me up, uh, first round, 10th pick overall. all.
0: Wow, that's really incredible. That's an incredible story. Um, that was it. Wow. So I can't imagine um, really just, well, I actually can connect to not being able to, I guess like my parents not really like relating to some of my college experiences. Um, And you said that when you had a conversation with your parents, um, they didn't really know what college was. You know, they kind of were just like, do what makes you happy. So how do you feel about the decisions that, you did end up making, looking back um, about, you know, the the decisions that you did end up making. How do you feel about that? I mean, I
1: wish I had would have had someone who was helping me a little bit and telling me what I maybe what I could have considered and what's not. Um, leaving college is also the risk of not finishing college, right, because it's the easiest to finish college right on campus. Right? I think in my eyes it's very difficult to do it from further away, especially um, uh, university like Syracuse, where it's private and uh, certain classes you can only take at that school, which I didn't think about in that moment. All I saw was the, the big picture right in front of me and saying, hey, you can play professional. Um, you were listening to your coaches a little bit, I was listening to some other guys, but um, at the end of the day I saw being being professional or being professional is the greatest thing in the world which turned out being amazing and um, I'm not regretting my decision but I think um, I should have been more conscious about the consequences and seeing or trying to negotiate something that helped me a little bit more finishing my degree because not right now I'm I had to go to a different university and trying to finish it there, which I did fortunately in southern New Hampshire, but also um, I couldn't finish what I actually want to finish in syracuse right now and this is something why I came over to the United States so I'm kind of running it behind and dealing with myself not finishing that part but i'm uh, I'm complaining about on a on a very good level and I had a great decision i had amazing experience in the Major League Soccer. I played in big stadiums and um, was able to live a little dream um, I always wanted to live when I was a soccer, like a little kid at home in Germany. And being professional and playing against big time players, so I can't can't complain too much right there.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. So, if you could give yourself advice um, years back when you were you kind of when you were in the gist of being a student athlete and. You were making those decisions, what advice would you give yourself?
1: Um, as a student athlete, you mean?
0: Yeah. So I'll I'll ask that again. So if you could give yourself, if you could give advice to your younger self now, mm-hmm. um as if you were first starting at SU as a student athlete, what would it be?
1: Um Enjoy every moment a little bit more, be in the present and really um, take every moment in as much as we can because I don't don't think there will ever be a fun time like college again and we will never have those connections with some guys or with a group of guys I had there because we eat together, we sleep together, we go to school together, we party together, we study together, we lose together, we win together. Um, you come with the problems to you guys. So whatever you do, there's always this guy around you and the the group of guys, your Syracuse family in this case for me. So um, I think that's the biggest advice Advice for me, just really taking it in and really enjoying it and being the moment there and not think too much about other things because college was really great. And on the other hand, maybe finish your degree Um, or go to college one one more year back then because leaving after two years makes it a lot harder than leaving after three years because I could have done almost my whole degree in three years. And um, after two, I was half through. I didn't think everything through at that time and didn't know about the consequences leaving so early. So um, it took me four or six years now to finish a a three-and-a-half, four-year degree, but at least I finished it. Sometimes it doesn't matter how you how you get over the finish line. It's just important that you get over it. So I did that. But, yeah, those are my, I think, the the two biggest things for my younger self. Um, finishing my degree there maybe or do three years instead of two. And for everybody else, really taking college in as much as you can.
0: That's great advice. And so my last question for you, Julian, is what makes you undefeated?
1: Um, I think... That the support of my family, I know I would have if it doesn't go well, but the will that I never want to take that support, if that makes sense. So um, I know my family would always try to help me somehow, but I've been independent since I'm 16. um, And Mm -hmm. I think you always want to be independent, do your own things. Uh, I didn't need to have student loans, I didn't need to have um, asked my parents for money when I was younger so because I wanted to do it by my own because I know my parents worked for it themselves and they are very happy to give but um, because they did this all for me and I know they would give me everything I don't want them to give me anything because they love me so much they deserve a good life and use it for their, their own you know and um, if I can if I can set up something like that for my kids at one point, then I'm really happy. I think that's what's driving me, what's moving me forward. And i um, writing my own story since we all have only one life. And um, we decide what we do and might as well use that time uh, the right way and very carefully.
0: That's real. Thank you so much, Julian. This has been really, really good advice and insight. So thanks for sharing your story.
1: You know, thank you for having me for sure.